Thanks for joining us for this edition of Forward Church Online. Today's podcast was recently recorded at one of our live worship experiences. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Can you just say that with me this morning and say, God is with us. Turn to your neighbor, tell him, say, you're not alone. Don't look at me, neighbor, 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 neighbor. Look at your neighbor. Tell him and say, you're not alone. God is with you no matter what. See, that's the part right there that the church has a hard time saying, no matter what, God is with us. And we're honored that you're here this morning, and we're going to be very, very brief. Um, uh, my parents are away in North Carolina with family, and um, we uh, were given the information that we would be holding down the fort for Christmas. So here we is. When I, when I, was, I was walking up, I'm so used to normally speaking on Wednesday nights and, and um, releasing the, the young people. They probably would have been like, I, 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 what? If I'd have said young people, y'all would have been like in there by yourselves. I don't know who would have went in there. But anyway, it is great to be uh, in the house. Something special about Christmas holidays. It is absolutely my favorite time of, of the year. If you brought your Bibles with you this morning, turn with me to the book of Isaiah chapter 9. Isaiah chapter 9. How many brought your Bibles with you this morning? That should be like your uh, debit card. You know what I'm saying? Don't leave home without it. Unless you're going to Walmart, you leave it at home on purpose. I saw somebody last night in Walmart, and they said, I- I'm actually here just wasting time, and their buggy was full. They had nothing. They just I'm just buying stuff. I was like, dude, you-, you can walk through here without. You messed up when you walked by the buggy and didn't just keep on moving. When you put your hands on a buggy, you messed up. How many know they got you? Matter of fact, they put new buggies in there and even got little baskets if you just need a couple things. They make it very convenient for you to spend and slide that card. Amen? Are you there? Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. I will read it to you since the screens have been rebellious this morning. It says this, For to us, or unto us, a child is born. Unto us, a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, a Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Father, I thank you for this time and these few moments around your word. God, I thank you that it will speak to us today. Father, may your word reveal your heart for humanity, God, and may this word today reveal your son, Jesus, and may we become more like you, less like us in our nature, and more like your nature. Father, I thank you for your presence in this house today. I think you're going to touch lives in this house today. From this day forward, we will never be the same because of your word. In Jesus' name, and everybody said. So this is uh, the prophet Isaiah, and God is speaking to him and through him. And it's something that we need, to, we need to understand because when we first read that, for unto us a child is born and unto us a son is given, that sounds like the Christmas story. Like that sounds like what we read in the New Testament. But what we need to understand is this was given to the prophet Isaiah, to the people of that day, and to us today uh, to let us know that this, was gonna, this, was, this actually happened long before Jesus ever was birthed or came and walked this earth. Ever before God broke off a piece of himself, and gave us Jesus. That happened all before that. And God is talking to Isaiah. Uh, he's talking to him about who Jesus is going to be. 
who Jesus is going to be. I want to speak to you for just probably 20 minutes this morning uh, from the simple subject, out of love. Out of love. Can you say that with me? Out of love. Now, this is not to be misunderstood with, oh, I'm in love with her or I'm in love with him, and then tomorrow I fell out of love. Y'all know that love? Y'all know which one I'm talking about? You know, today you're good, but tomorrow you ain't. It's okay to be like laughing in in church. Everybody's like, I know, but it's supposed to be like holy, and, and it is holy. This is holy ground. But I believe that Jesus has given us life, and he wants us to have exuberant life and life more abundantly. Amen. So I'm going to need some talk-back people in this house today. I'm going to need you to tap into your soul side and run this thing back to me as I preach the word. Amen? There you go. There you go. So, so it's not to be misunderstood with being in love and then out of love. It's the, it, is, it is actually the response to everything that God does. It should be the response to everything that we do as a church out of love. It's the perfect description of God. And when I think about all that God has done for me personally and my family, and when I think about all that God is doing and has done for you in your life, I've come to the conclusion that it's all been out of love. Everything that God has done for you has been out of love. Yeah, but Pastor B, you don't understand. You don't know the things that I prayed for that he didn't bring my way. He didn't bring it your way out of love. That's tough love. There's things that Ansley wants, but I know that if she was to get it, it may not benefit her because I'm her daddy. So I don't get that for her. Same thing with our Heavenly Father. There's things that we pray, we think we need. I I need, God, I need her. I need to put a ring on her. I need her. I need him to put a ring on. You know what I'm saying. God, I need this. There are relationships that God kept me out of, and then there are also some that he allowed me to get into because he will let you have your way. If you push long enough, he will let you have your way. I'm thinking to preach up in here, and it's supposed to be Christmas Eve. Somebody turn the regulator down just a little bit. Now fire it up, baby. Fire it up. The, di- the difference between God and us, or God and man, is this. When we serve our city, and that's what we've done. Over, think about over this past year. Everything that we've done has been out of love. We started, we kicked things off uh, at the Easter event. We host 1,500 to almost 2,000 people at Strickland Park where we just give away free candy and put it in a plastic egg and give away some stuff and let them jump in a bouncy house. Well, what's that? It's called love. I, you didn't come. I didn't ask for nothing. I didn't set up a tent with some tracks that I'm trying to win you to Jesus. I'm going to win you to Jesus by sh- how much I show you how much I care, not how much I run my mouth and tell you, oh, I love you. Come over here. I got to put something in you so I can check it off my box and tell the pastor I reach somebody for Jesus. We ain't interested in, your, in, your, in, in, in how you check it off. Jesus wants to know, will you do it out of love? Will you serve others out of love? Will you serve your family out of love? Somebody say out of love. So when we, so the difference between God and us is when we serve our city, we do, we do love. Okay, we, we're, we're, it's an, an, it's an action. We're doing something. We're doing love. But when God does love, First John four eight tells us that God is love. See, when when we do it, it's an action. But when God does it, it's just who He is. He just shows up and love happens. So if you're in a situation or in a relationship where love ain't happening, perhaps He ain't in there. Because if He's in there, love's happening. Come on, married people. You need to know how you get your fire back. You fall in love with, there is nothing, there is nothing more sexy. Woo, I know I just pushed the envelope right there. I'm not coming back, whoever that might be. That's, that's cool, that's cool. There is nothing more sexy than watching my wife lift up the name of Jesus. 
aside from any, any candles, any romantic night, any movie, any dinner with, with music, any, there ain't nothing more beautiful to me than watching my wife worship the King of Kings because I know she has been in a place and I've been in a place where, where he wasn't first. But when you put him first, something changes on the outside. You express love. Did I say I was going to try to hold it back today? I repent because I lied. Listen, this is just who God is. He is love. He doesn't put it on. He doesn't display. It's not an action that he displays. It's just who he is. At the Christmas season, we're always reminded of how much God loved us. John 3.16, for God so loved the world. But we immediately move past past the baby and go straight to the cross. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, right? So that if we believe in him, confess our sins, we can be saved and spend eternity not in hell but in heaven. But we miss the part about what this, what this moment really means. This moment means he gave, for unto us a child is born and a son is given. He did that out of love. Yes, the cross was out of love, but it had to start. See, everything he does is love. It wasn't, well, I'm just going to show up and be a human for a little while, and then I'm going to show them that I love them because I'm going to die on the cross before they ever sinned, before they ever did anything. Even though I know what they're going to do, I'm still going to die for them anyway. See, I'm throwing all kinds of scripture now. I hope you're soaking it up this morning. But so, so he starts with love, and he finishes it with love, and he's still continuing in love today. It's, it's one, it's one, it's it, it, Christmas time because it's the time that we focus on the fact that God loved us, but it is the one time that the enemy tries to convince you and I and people that we come in contact with that he doesn't love them because they felt, they've fallen or they've, they've done too much, there's too much sin. Oh, y'all have heard this one. If I come to church, the walls will fall in. I know some of y'all were like walking in going, just touching the wall, make sure everything, no, it's solid as a rock. Because this, this ministry is founded on Jesus, and we're not interested in who you slept with, where you've been, what you've been doing. All we want to know is we're going to teach you how to live a life that is pleasing before him. And then we're going to watch your life change and your family change, your marriage change, your, your children change. If God's not interested, we ain't either. But we ain't going to let you stay. That's when we get involved. Okay. But it's the one time of year that the enemy presses, presses on people. That, that's why you hear of the all-time high of suicide and, those, and over, drug overdoses and those things during the holidays because the enemy's trying to convince young people that he doesn't love them and they're all alone. If I was to poll the room, I'm sure a lot of people in this room this morning would, would admit and say, I have battled, I, I'm not even asking you for to say that, but I've battled those thoughts of I'm all alone. Nobody knows the troubles I see. It's like that smallest xylophone playing my heart bleeds for you. The enemy wants that to be your soundtrack of life. Nobody understands. But, and it's so funny that that's the, this is the time, this is the season that all that's happening because it's the very moment that we're supposed to be remembering how much God does love us. See, anytime God's trying to do something, the enemy's always trying to push back. And as long as you're prepared for the pushback, you're ready for the fight. It's when we get our mind off of, and we want to do our own agenda, that the enemy comes up and then we get tripped up and they go, well, this God thing's not for me. This leading my family and taking them to church on Christmas Eve, we won't do that again. Listen, anytime, the enemy, anytime God wants to do something big in your life, the enemy's going to try to bring something bigger. But how many knows he is no, he is no uh, match for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? Amen? So, so I've come to realize that so much of life is communication. Say communication. And it's reading signals. Did you know that people are putting off signals even right now? Some of y'all look at me like, I wish he would slow down talking. He's talking too fast. My, my turkey's going to burn if he don't stop with the 20 minutes he said. See, we're all communicating. 
and, 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 and see, people are communicating to you whether you know it or not. Communication happens. What are those three colored lights in the middle of the intersection? Red, yellow, green. What is that? That's a signal, right? It signals for you when you need to slow down because I'm thinking to put the red light on, right? It's so funny. The day after I preached uh, unlocking the craziness of Christmas, I had just left Walmart minding my own business. It had unlocked the craziness. It wasn't no crazy going to bother me. The light turns yellow. It's signaling to me that I need to slow down. So I did. Well, the lady behind me didn't like that I listened to the signal, so she gave me a signal. Yeah. So I just rolled my windows down, and she came up beside me, and I'm like, what? I see some of y'all thought I was going to give her the bird back that she let go. I wasn't going to let it go because I thought it was a gift. Maybe I need to keep it. Merry Christmas. So much of our lives is picking up what other people are putting down. Somebody say putting down. I'm not talking about talking down about you. I'm saying they're laying down some signals. I don't like you. I do like you. I love you. People, we're, we spend the majority of our life trying to figure out what people think about us. I got to go to Facebook. What are they saying about me? Uh-oh, they say they don't like. Well, unfollow. No, I can't unfollow. I just want to, I don't want to unfriend. I just want to unfollow because then they'll know that I don't like them anymore and I'm mad. And, That's too much drama. Has Pastor B got caught up in that? Absolutely. Flesh just like yours. Be wanting to, be wanting to push, put stuff back. But Jesus be a fence. Amen. We're always trying to read what other people are indicating. And not all communication is verbal. Example. Any single men in the house? Single men, this is your example. If you, if you ask her out and she hesitates, that's your signal. She ain't interested. Move on. Get out. Whoop, whoop. Just, I'm out of here. That's your signal. Ladies, if you're wanting him to ask you out and he doesn't, that's a signal. It's nonverbal communication. There are, all, there, there are ways to communicate with someone that you love, that you love them. Early on in our marriage, Amy would say, we go out to eat. Baby, can I have some of that? What would I do? Absolutely. Push my plate over. Baby, you can have whatever you want. Now, 15 years later, in 2017, we go to Kiki's Cafe in Gainesville, and I just want a simple pancake, and theirs are huge, so I only get one. And I wanted a side of bacon. As I, she's already ordered her food. As I'm ordering my pancake, my blueberry pancake, she stops the order, stops the press, and says, and she's not in here, so I'm safe. And she says, are you going to get bacon? Now, that notified me that she wanted some of mine. And I was hungry, so I said... Perhaps you want to order some. And then I stopped because the lady was laughing. And I said, hey, why not be honest? Now, I could have faked it and just said, can I have two orders, please, for me? That I was, and then when they got there, give her the other one. I said, oh, that would have been cool. But I didn't do that. I wasn't playing that game. I just said, hey, you probably going to want to order some for you. Because them four pieces for me are going right here. It's all in how you communicate. She understood. <laughs> But I made up for it later because I, I don't remember. I just know that I, you, you can't stay in the doghouse. It stinks in there. So how do you know that God loves you? What are the signs or the indicators in your life that God is obsessed with you? God has been saying it from the very beginning. Jeremiah 31.3. Put that on the screen, uh, Angela Grace. Jeremiah 31.3 says, The Lord appeared to us in the past saying, I loved you with an everlasting love. Stop. Everlasting means all the time. It will never run dry. Everlasting. 
love. I have drawn you with loving kindness. He's been saying it from the beginning how much he is in love with us. How do we know that God loves us? I'll tell you, not just because he talked about it, but he was about it. You see, it's more than lip service. Show me in your actions. That's why anything we do as a ministry, as forward church, we want it to be a carbon copy of how he would do it. Okay? If you want the same results that he did, and the Bible says you will see greater things that he did, if we want to see that happen, we got to do it like he would do it. Not the way, not the way other ministries have done it, not the way that a certain ministry has done it for all these years because Pappy and Grandma always went there and this happened. No, no, no. If you ain't catching no bait, I mean, if you ain't catching no fish, you're not, you need to change bait. If, if, if you're not reaching people, perhaps you're, you gotta, you gotta get out unstuck. Everybody say unstuck. That's another message. I gotta stay away from that because I will go there. Unstuck. He didn't just say he loved it. He displayed it. Through, not just the cross, so I want this to be a, a, a memory for you. Ba-ba-ba-ba, remix. Waka, waka, waka. Remix. It's not just through the cross, it was through the baby. God proved his love when he sent his one and only son to this earth. Though he was rich, he became poor. He wasn't popping in at the Hilton. Hello. Though he was deity, he became humanity. Though he was king, he became a servant. I'm so thankful today that God displayed it in action form, not just lip service, how much he loved us. So at the holiday season, when we're opening gifts tomorrow, tonight, whatever you do with your family, remember it's not just about the gift there, but it's the gift there that he has given to us. Amen? You missed a good time just to say, yes, I agree with that. It's so fascinating to me that this prophecy, through this prophecy, uh, through the prophet Isaiah, it said, for unto us, for unto us, for unto us, a child is born. Point number one, I've only got four and then we're out of here. Point number one is this, write this down. The gift is for you. God didn't send Jesus for a select few. He didn't didn't check your credit score. Thank you, Jesus. He didn't check your credit score to find out if you need to be at this church because whatever. He loves you regardless of where you stand in society, whether you're here, here, or down low. It don't matter. He loves you. Did you hear me this morning, church? He loves you. The gospel isn't good news for a certain tribe or a certain nation. It's for every tribe and every nation. It doesn't matter what, what, what color your skin is. If I could have it, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be a brother. I know some of y'all like, man, I, I, I know you look like your dad, but you got some soul in you. I don't know. Maybe he dipped me up there before I came down here. It doesn't matter the color of your skin. It doesn't matter from what nation you came from. It doesn't matter what side of the tracks you live on. Jesus Christ loves you and sent his son for you. Before the cross, he sent his son for you. Jesus is for all humanity. He is the gift for us. Not for some people, but for all people. He's not for just church people. He's for people of the street because that's where I live. I, 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 I don't, y'all think I just stay here all the time? No, I'm in the street getting free gifts at the red light. Merry Christmas. Listen, it's a gift for everybody. We, we got this tradition in our house that where we always, Amy and I have always exchanged gifts on Christmas Eve and then, um, 
And then, we, so the girls would have all the attention on Christmas Day. Well, not too long ago, we started letting, uh, when, when Taryn moved out, we started letting Ansley in on our little one-night one night deal, because that's what she, that's what she wants to, to, to do. So I've got this gift, and it says, because I had to pick out which one, because she'll tell you, Daddy, can I pick out the one I want to open? It's always going to be the biggest, y'all know. So I got the one that I, I put on there, Ansley, Christmas Eve. I ain't got the cute little tag. I just wrote it with a marker, okay? Ansley, Christmas Eve. That's her gift. Have you ever been to that part of the fa- Have you ever been? I was a part of a family, or I still am, not whatever. I'm a part of a family that had a lot of kids growing up. Not, but not immediate family, but general family. A lot of people showed up at grandma's house, let's put it that way. Over the river and through the woods. Y'all, y'all remember that you get the gifts that be under the tree. You'd have specific gifts that were given, but in case a friend came over with, you know, with Johnny or, or, or Ted or whatever, you'd have that aunt that would always give a gift, and there would be nobody's name on it, just say boy or girl. You know what I'm talking about? Those gifts. See, that was just a gift that was given for whoever, right? To make sure everybody got a gift. To make sure everybody felt fit, like they were, they were part. But see, I'm here today to tell you that your name is on the gift. His name is Jesus. You were on his mind, not just on the cross, but at his birth. So, 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 so you don't have to wonder, who's the gift for? Who's the gift for? What's in it? I tell you what's in it. It's found in um, Isaiah. Go back, baby. Isaiah. Oh, shoot. Go back to Isaiah. Take me back to Isaiah. For unto us, this is the gift. What, this is the gift. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called. What's in the box? He's wonderful counselor. Not a sorry counselor. He's a wonderful counselor. He's a mighty God, everlasting father and prince of peace when your life is a wreck and jacked up. Oh, that wasn't on the screen. That was B's version. I'm sorry. Can I encourage you this morning? As we get ready to wrap this up in just a minute, I, I, I'm only on point number one. I got three more. Okay, here we go. We're not wondering who Jesus is. Jesus is for you. He is for your family. Jesus is for Chiefland. Jesus is for Cross City. Jesus is for Cedar Key. Jesus is for wherever you live. The reason Jesus might not be showing up is because you ain't taking him. That's your responsibility. Are you thankful this morning that he, that he is the gift for every one of us? For unto us a child is born. This is a gift for us. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Why so many names, B? Why so many names? The names of Jesus describe his nature. I, I, we, we got, I got three, Bradley, Wayne, Weber. Now, if, you, if, if Dad ever put them three or just the first two, Bradley, Wayne, I was in trouble. Right? But, 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 but we, don't, we, don't, we only have three, maybe two. He had a, why? Because it described his nature. You cannot put all that God is in three names. It describes his character. It describes who he is. Who is he? Can't be limited to one name. The different names of Jesus describes everything that he has accomplished and wants to accomplish in you, in your life, in your home, in your family, and through you. He is wonderful to you, whether you believe it or not. Things might not be going, but that, going good, but that doesn't mean God isn't good. He's still wonderful. He is the prince of peace when you're tormented. He is the mighty God. He is the bread of life. He is the living water. He is the alpha and omega. He is the great I am. He's the cornerstone. He's the Messiah. Listen, you can't summarize in one setting all that God is. We would be here, we'd have to clear our schedule, ask for vacation time and just say, who is God? He's all that, wrapped up in a gift called Jesus.
Number two, there's just something about the name. That should, be, that should not even be a shock now that we just covered all. It should, there is something about the name. Well, what's something? He's wonderful, counselor, prince of peace, mighty God, bread of life, living water, alpha and omega. He's a cornerstone, and he's my Messiah. He's all that. Whatever you need, he is that. He'll be your provider. When you surrender your finances to him, he'll be your provider. Well, how's it, how come it's got to be that way? I don't just give Ansley everything she asks for when she asks for because she thinks she needs it. There's some things around the house she needs to do to show me that she, can, she, she deserves that blessing. Okay, stop right there. Matthew chapter 1 verse 23 says this. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and they will call, call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Stop. Another name. Emmanuel. He's all of those things. I'm not going to go back through them because I'll be out of breath. But Emmanuel, God with us. I know that God loves us and loves me because he came to live inside of me. When I accepted Jesus and I said, I'm turning from, turning from my sin. I'm turning away. And you come and be my Lord, be my Savior, and help me to, to stay clear of all those things. Even though it's fun and enticing, he's, he became my Lord and Savior. He lives inside of me. Now the gift is not just something I read on a piece of paper and I, and I remember because I see a, a, a manger. He lives inside of me. And he lives inside of you. He's not walking with me. He's living inside of me through the Holy Spirit. All the names of Jesus are personal to you. Whatever you need. That, whatever you need. Who do you need Jesus to be this Christmas season? Are you, are you fighting anxiety? You can go ahead and uh, I'll close it out, Grace. If somebody bring those backlights down for me, please. Are you fighting anxiety and depression? He'll be your Prince of Peace. You got some decisions you need to make? Is it this job? Is it this girl? Is it this guy? Do I build a house, buy a house, sell a house? He'll be your counselor. And won't charge you a thing for it. I always tell, tell Amy all the time. When we pray about things. If God doesn't want us. If he sees something on the other side bigger than where we are. Even though we want that. Our prayer is God stop that. Because God knows. He's bigger. He's bigger. Do you need healing in your body this morning? He's a healer. Said the government will rest on his shoulders. See, when I read that, I always used to think, again, this is because I haven't had the training, but he's training me. I used to always think that the government was on his shoulders, that he was responsible and had the last say for our nation. But that's not what that means. See, I'm I'm being real. That's not what that means. He said the government, talking about the law, before Jesus, as a Christian, you had to perform. You had to do it right. You had to to pay pay your money, make sure you you brought the fatted calf, you kill it, and, and, and surrender and make a sacrifice so that your sins can be covered. Everything was on our shoulders. Whether if I went to hell before Jesus, I was in sin, living in sin, and I was bound for hell, just like you. Just to clear that up so I didn't look like the only person in the room. But when Jesus came, came and then died on the cross, it said the government now has been shifted off of your shoulders and mine to his. All the weight of every sin 
Even the sins that I didn't do, but you did, you, you covered some that I didn't cover, and I covered some sin that you didn't cover. And I ain't really concerned about what you did, because he ain't. But all of those sins were now then placed on him. The covering for our sin on him. On, G- on a baby. I-, I think it was a song that when I was cleaning yesterday here at the church, I heard the radio out front had, and I think one of the lyrics of the song was something about, uh, did, not Mary did you know, but did you know, Jesus, did you know that as a baby did you know? That you were going to cover all this, all the sins and the cross. Did, even though you were in wah wah form, wah. Did you know? I mean, this is this is powerful. We got to stop and just pause at Christmas time and go, man. I mean, goosies. It's 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 about him, and there's so much more than just the the manger and the sheep and all that. When we got saved, there was a weight shift. All of my burdens, I'm no longer burdened. I was a slave to sin, but I'm not anymore. Because of grace, you and I are free. Point three. What's on your shoulders that should be on his? What's on your shoulders right now that should be on his? He can handle it. He can handle it. He can handle it. First Peter. 5-7 5-7 says, cast all your anxiety on him. Because, wait, my glasses aren't working. Cast what? Wait, what? Are you sure? Is that a typo? All, all, all your anxiety on him. Not because he's a, he's, he can handle it. Oh, yeah, because he can handle it. But even more than that, because he cares. It's the difference between me showing up at your house and, and doing something because I know I can and you know that I can. There's a difference between that or me showing up at the house and doing it because I know I can, but also because I care. See, he cares. It's more than lip service. Amen? Finally, point number four. What caused God to give up his one and only son? Point number four. Love made him do it. Love drove him to do this. Why did he do it? Out of love. Out of love. Everything that we do as a church, everything that we do as family. I, I, I was told this, this years ago. Anytime you're faced with those crazy family members, and you may be faced with some of those situations even before the holiday season is up, always do the most loving thing, and you'll always be right. Always, whatever you do, do it out of love, and you'll always be right. Even if you don't like it, it'll be right. It's amazing that even when your flesh says, I'm not wrong, why should I apologize? It's amazing how if you'll do an action of love, how God will move things out of the way to restore that relationship. I'm I'm just telling you. I've seen it in my own life. You may not be wrong. They may have hurt you. But if you'll do the most loving thing, watch God move that boulder of a mountain that you thought that could never be that could never ever ever be restored that marriage that 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 kinfolk always do the most loving thing everybody's standing all over this room this morning i hope you got something out of all that but my prayer is that no matter what side of the tracks you come from where you live what you've done 
my prayer is that you will know beyond a shadow of a doubt that Jesus loves you this holiday season and every day after. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, I didn't know how I was going to close the service, but I think it's very important that I do it this way. If you're here this morning and you say, you know what? I don't have a relationship with Jesus. I sing the songs. I come and hear messages. But I don't have a relationship. He's not Lord of my life. I've not surrendered all areas to him. There are some that I pretend. But there are some areas that I I've just, I feel like I can do, I'm doing a pretty good job where I, the way I am. I don't have a relationship with him. In just a moment, I'm going to count to three. And when I do, all I want you to do is shoot your hand up as fast as you can. All I want to do is pray for you. I want to invite you into a relationship with Jesus. It's not something spooky. It's not something religious. It's, it's just as if I was to introduce you to my best friend and said, Hey, here he is. This is a cool cat right here. And he actually loves you and he cares for you. And his name is Jesus. If you're here this morning, you say, You know what? I want to, I want to have a relationship. In the last five minutes of this service, before we go enjoy turkey and dressing, I want to, have, I want to know that I have a relationship, not a formality, not a religious experience, but a relationship. I want to talk to him every day. I want, I want, I want to, I, I, I just want to know him. I want to know more about him. You, you, the only way you're going to know more about somebody is if you spend time with them. I thought I knew Amy when we were dating, then we got married. There's a lot I didn't know. But guess what? The more and more we spent time together, the more and more I knew. So what is a relationship? Again, I'm trying to strip away all the religious stuff that says it's this and it's that and you got to live this way. No, you ain't got to do nothing. All you need to do is accept him, repent of your sins, and say, God, I want to do it your way from now on. And if you're here this morning, on the count of three, I want you to shoot your hand up and say, Pastor B, pray for me. I want a relationship. One, two, three. Anybody else? You just keep your hand up. Nobody's watching. He's watching. I want a relationship. I want to go to bed at night and say, God, keep me safe. It got, it got to be some long drawn out prayer. God, keep me safe tonight. Thank you for protecting me. Thank you for that your angels are around about the four corners of my house. That as I sleep, nothing will harm me. When I wake up in the morning, good morning, Father. I ask that you'll help me today. Help me to live for you. Help me to turn down sin. Help me to turn down friends that lead me away from you. God, help me. That's a relationship. Do you want that relationship this morning? Anybody else? All I want to do is pray for you. Slip your hand up. All came down to this. Father, I thank you for my friends today that so graciously accepted and said, I want a relationship. God, I ask in the name of Jesus that you would just move in right now to that space. Right right now, that space that they are, they're saying, this area is for you. This life, this vessel is yours. God, I ask right now that they would even feel, God, that they would feel just, just your presence, your peace, your wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father. All of that is coming to them right now in the name of Jesus. All anxiety, depression, fear, doubt is leaving as you are making your way into that space. If you had your hand up, just just say this with me. Say, God, I give you this space. Matter of fact, I think we all should say that because I think there's some areas uh, that we've probably put some stuff in the place that we used to reserve for him. So I think we can all say that right there. God, I give you this space. 
I give you my life. I confess. Without you, I'm lost. Without you, I'm nothing. And without you, I remain in sin. And God, right now, I repent for anything that I have done that has offended you or caused you to think that you're not important to me. From this day forward, December 24th, 2017, I reserve this life. And you can put your hand on your chest. I reserve this life for you. It belongs to you in the name of Jesus. 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 Look at me. I think this Christmas will be the best Christmas you've ever had. I'm not talking about gifts. Oh, I'm talking about a gift. But it will be the best Christmas you've ever had. Because if you just prayed that prayer and you meant it, and you ask him to move into that space, occupy that space. Listen now, if you leave it empty and you don't fill it with him, the enemy will recognize that's an empty room and he will move stuff into that space. Just listen to what I'm telling you. You'll look back next week and go, wow, how fast? That fast. If you leave a space open that, and he, you're not letting him fill it, the enemy will see that and reserve the right to come on in. I'm just telling you. Friendships. Relationships. If it's not Jesus, the road you are going is dark and you don't want to go. Listen to me. If Jesus is not the topic of the conversation at least once a day, you need to review that relationship. I'm not talking about married people because y'all are like, oh, whoa. No, 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 no. You in it. You in it. I'm talking about single people. In the name of Jesus. All God's people said. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Forward Church Online. At Forward, we believe that God speaks to each one of us individually, directing our lives and giving us focus. It is our desire that you would experience Christ and pursue His purpose for your life. One of the easiest ways to draw close to God is by connecting with the local church. Get started today by visiting myforwardchurch.org to find out all the ways that you can give, serve, and grow.